and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Our opening music today, a Columbia recording of a popular song, Hello My Dearie, is played by Prince's band more than a hundred years ago. This was the first music recording played on radio in New Zealand for the opening experimental broadcast of what became 4XD, the first medium wave broadcasting station in the land of the long white cloud. This program was researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida, USA. This is edition NWS 710 of WaveScan for release on Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. On the program today, Medium Wave Station in New Zealand celebrates 100 years. We'll have more from the HFCC conference in Sofia, Bulgaria, and our Japan DX report from Yukiko Tsuji. Well, during our current year 2022, many radio stations in many countries around the world are celebrating their 100th anniversary. Way down there on the western edge of the South Pacific, New Zealand also is celebrating a century of radio broadcasting. Their first licensed radio broadcasting station was 4XD. It's still on the air to this day, and they're currently celebrating their 100 years of continuous broadcasting history. Here's Ray Robinson. Thanks, Jeff. We go back now to the beginning, and it all happened in the city of Dunedin in the South Island of New Zealand. There are actually two stories that mark the beginning of radio broadcasting in New Zealand way back then, and it would seem that these two stories occurred consecutively, one after the other. During the year 1919, after the end of World War I, three young people in Dunedin were experimenting with the wonders of wireless. The three young people were Edward Mining and also Toots Mitchell and his girlfriend. Young Edward Mining had come across a new triode amplifying tube or valve from England, and he gave it to his friend Toots Mitchell, who incorporated it into a simple and very primitive radio transmitter. On the occasion of their first experimental program transmission, Toots Mitchell remained with the transmitter equipment, and his girlfriend sang a song entitled Robin Adair. You'll hear a more than 100-year-old recording of that song at the end of our program today. In any case, in order to monitor that first experimental transmission, Edward Mining rode his bicycle to his own home where he listened in on his own equally primitive radio receiver. From then onwards, it's reported the Dunedin trio made intermittent occasional radio broadcasts up until a regular radio broadcasting station was established. In the meantime, Professor Robert Jack in the physics department at Otago University in Dunedin was experimenting with radio equipment he'd brought back from a trip to England. Together with what he and others were doing locally with experimental radio, they formed the Otago Radio Association on August 1st, 1921. That organisation was fostered by Toots Mitchell, otherwise better known in his professional setting as Mr. D.G. Mitchell. 
A little over three months later, the Otago Radio Association was ready to launch its own radio programming. Their inaugural broadcast during the evening of Friday, November the 17th, 1921, included spoken information and recorded music. Little is known now of the complete contents of their inaugural broadcast, except that the first piece of recorded music was the popular song back then, Hello My Deary, which you heard an early rendition of at the beginning of our programme today. In response to this initial broadcast, as well as to subsequent experimental programming also, Professor Robert Jack received monitoring observations from listeners by postal mail, the first reception reports, and probably by telephone and telegraph also. Two weeks later, on December 1st, 1921, the new radio broadcasting station in Dunedin was awarded the first wireless broadcasting permit in New Zealand. However, there was a delay before the Otago Radio Association introduced a regular programming schedule, and the now historic date for their inaugural broadcast was Wednesday evening, October 4th, 1922. It's now exactly 100 years since their first official broadcast. Back then, the new radio broadcasting station was located in the technical school at the physical department of the Otago University at Moray Place in Dunedin. The temporary 50-watt transmitter operated on 1,000 kHz, and the call sign DN identified the home city of Dunedin. From then onwards, regular experimental broadcasts were noted on Tuesday and Friday evenings. In August of the following year, 1923, the call sign was changed from DN to 4AB, with the number 4 indicating the southern area of the South Island and the AB indicating it was an amateur station. Given other three years, and the call sign was changed again from 4AB to 4ZB, and that change occurred on September 26, 1926. However, this Dunedin 4ZB in 1926 was not related in any way whatsoever to the subsequent government-owned 4ZB that was launched in Dunedin 13 years later, in 1937. By 1929, the Otago Radio Association station 4ZB was located in Stedman's Garage on Princes Street, Dunedin, though during the following year, 1930, it was moved again to a new location at 180 Rattray Street. The operating frequency was then 1080 kHz and the power level just 20 watts, still very low. During the latter half of the 1930s, the frequency was changed to 1050 kHz and then to 1010 kHz. On July 24, 1937, the call sign was modified from 4ZB to 4ZD. And 11 years later, on September 1, 1948, the call sign was modified again, this time from 4ZD to 4XD, an experimental designation. Other interesting changes and modifications occurred during the subsequent nearly three quarters of a century. In 1951, the operating channel changed from 1010 kHz to 1430 kHz. In 1960, a new 250-watt transmitter was installed, with amateur operation also as ZL4XRJ. In 1983, it moved to a new location at Highcliffe, with two military transmitters at 450 watts each. In 1984, test transmissions with a 2 kilowatt emergency transmitter were heard using a transmitter purchased from 4YC. 
1990, the operation of 4XD changed from experimental designation to commercial. In 1991, new studios were opened in Tennyson Street, and in 1992, the post office issued a special stamp commemorating the 70th anniversary of 4XD. These days, Radio Dunedin operates with 2.5 kilowatts on 13.05 kilohertz as a commercial facility, with part-time voluntary programming still provided by the Otago Radio Association. FM relay transmitters are noted on 95.4 and 106.6 megahertz. Now, interestingly, there is another Radio Dunedin, and it's located in Florida in the United States, although the two stations are not related. WTAN is licensed to Clearwater on the west coast of the Florida Peninsula, and it was inaugurated in 1948 with 250 watts on 1340 kHz. The studios and transmitter back then were installed in the south wing of the Clearwater Municipal Auditorium. Subsequently, medium-wave radio station WTAN was moved into its own facility, with studios and transmitter at 200 Pierce Boulevard in Clearwater Bay. However, in 2001, the station had to move again to make way for the Memorial Causeway Bridge, and thus they moved to 706 North Myrtle Avenue. The station operates these days with 1 kilowatt on medium wave 1340 kHz and with FM programming on 95.7 MHz. For several years, WTAN ran a daily one-hour block under the title Radio Dunedin. This programme was beamed to listeners in Dunedin, which is a coastal suburban area adjacent to Clearwater. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Well, last week we had the last part of our conversation with Glenn Tapley of WEWN and George Ross of Transworld Radio about the recent High Frequency Coordination Conference, or HFCC, in Sofia, Bulgaria. We mentioned that at the closing plenary session of that meeting, there was a brief ceremony in remembrance of HFCC steering board member Jerry Plummer of WWCR. We have a recording of that session, and let's listen to it now. If not, I'd just like to make a a few more remarks about uh, uh, Jerry Plummer. We announced uh, on Monday his uh, recent passing last month. It was July 24th, 2022, in, in, in Nashville. Uh, Jerry died at the age of 68. He survived by his uh, girlfriend, Lynn Fick, in uh, Nashville, who I believe is joining us today uh, by Zoom, and some brothers and sisters uh, in the area, as well as 11 uh, nieces and nephews. Uh, survived also by his best friend uh, Brady Murray from WWCR in Nashville, who's been with us at a few past uh, HFCC meetings. And uh, he was born on July 26, 1953, grew up in Clarksville, Tennessee, right near uh, Nashville, received his doctorate in economics from Middle Tennessee State University, and before his retirement, he was a tenured full professor of Economics and Information Systems at uh, Austin P. State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, he was teaching at Belmont University in Nashville after his retirement, and he was the founder and president of DocPlumber.com, 
a consulting company in computer information systems and, and finance. The doc's true passion was shortwave radio, and uh, he was a very active member of the National Association of Shortwave Broadcasters, the NASB. Jerry uh, served in many roles with NASB and was elected president just last month at our annual meeting in Washington, D.C. He was frequency manager for WWCR Shortwave in Nashville since 2007, and he has hosted or co-hosted over 400 editions of a program called Ask WWCR on that station uh, together with uh, Brady Murray. He was elected uh, to the HFCC steering board and served in various roles uh, for many years, including uh, systems coordinator. Jerry is a lifelong lover of radio. Before his involvement in shortwave broadcasting, he grew up listening to uh, rhythm and blues music on WLAC AM, a local station. Uh, those late nights spent listening to uh, rhythm and blues led to a deep interest in cultures around the world and his love of international shortwave broadcasting. After earning a doctorate in economics, uh, Jerry sought to travel and present research internationally. As a frequency manager, he uh, traveled to dozens of countries. For the last several years, uh, Jerry traveled the world with uh, his girlfriend, Lynn, and uh, thousands of his students, by the way, were introduced to shortwave broadcasting uh, through Jerry's over 20-year career as a professor. He would uh, sometimes uh, do classes online from Kuala Lumpur and uh, various other exotic Dubai, other locations around the world and talk about uh, shortwave broadcasting. And he made, of course, many friends in countries around the world uh, because of his involvement in shortwave broadcasting. Jerry led a rich and full life and had a remarkable impact on those uh, whose lives he touched. He experienced uh, so much of what he loved by traveling, broadcasting, and laughing with his friends and family around the world. His absence will be strongly felt, and he will be missed dearly. Um, we want to uh, finally here present an award uh, which we don't present very often, but uh, the, the first Ulrich Chip Award for uh, contributions to international broadcasting uh, was awarded to Ulrich Chip uh, himself posthumously, and uh, the steering board felt that we should award an, uh, an Ulrich Chip Award posthumously to uh, uh, to Jerry. So we have a a very heavy class award here with a, with a blue globe, which um, which reads Oldrich HFCC Oldrich Chip Memorial Award to Dr. Jerry Plummer for his longtime contribution to and leadership positions in the HFCC and the NESB, along with his love for radio and his lifelong commitment to shortwave broadcasting. Sophia Bulgaria. 25th of August, 2022. And to accept the award, I'd like to uh, call on uh, Glenn Tapley from WWN. He is the uh, now the, the president of NASB, taking over Jerry's uh, position. Yeah, Jerry... Uh 
not only had a passion for his professoring, as he called it, but he had a passion and a love not only for HFCC and NASB, but for you. He uh, talked of you very uh, wonderfully. He couldn't wait to get to the next HFCC so he could be with you guys. He was my friend. Gonna miss him. And I'm thankful to know him. And I'll make sure that this gets to Lynn and to Brady. Thank you. Thank you. As I mentioned, uh, Lynn and, and, and Brady Murray are on the line with us, as well as uh, Tom Lucy from the FCC, I believe, and who are joining us via Zoom. I uh, want to thank very much Spaceline for their hosting here, and uh, especially for the dinner, the wonderful dinner we had tomorrow, uh, yesterday evening. Thanks to Continental and Ampagon for their uh, reception on uh, Tuesday evening. Thanks very much to them. And thanks to uh, Al Carter for the uh, Continental Hospitality Suite, which will be open <laughs> That's right, okay. And the uh, Hospitality Suite will be open in 349. I think I got it right. Uh, tonight from uh, 9 p.m. to uh, midnight. All right, if there's nothing else, then thank you all very much. Uh, we still have another half day tomorrow, so enjoy the rest of the B-22 conference. Oh, sorry. Ah, message from Lynn. I'm having trouble reading it, but I think she says I can't speak right now as I'm overcome with emotion. However, I know he was looking forward to seeing you all and appreciate your love for him. Thanks, Lynn. Thank you. That was the end of the closing plenary session at the HFCC B-22 conference in Sofia, Bulgaria. The world's shortwave broadcasters will next meet at the A23 conference in Tunisia in February of 2023. And we'll have coverage of that here on WaveScan. Jost Jacob in Hyderabad sends us information from Javendra Kumar Dhruv in Raipur, India, who says that two All India radio stations in Uttar Pradesh state changed their names effective September 21st. All India Radio Allahabad which operates on 1026 kilohertz AM and 100.3 megahertz FM, was changed to All India Radio Prayagraj. Here's a recording made at 11.30 UTC, which is 5 p.m. Indian Standard Time, the start of the evening transmission on September 22nd. Media Vip meter. यानी 1026 किलोहर्ट्ज पर हम आकाशवाणी के प्रयागराज केंद्र से बोल रहे हैं Meanwhile, All India Radio Faisabad, which operates on 101.9 MHz FM, 
changed to All India Radio Ayodhya. This is what it sounds like now. FM mobile app News on AIR Those name changes of AIR stations follow official changes in the names of those Indian cities. Let's go to Tokyo, Japan now, and here's Yukiko Tsuji with her DX report for this month. Hello and welcome to the DX Report of the Month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshi Otake and Amyuki Kutsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. All India Radio from Bengaluru was heard on 9950 kHz on September 7th from 1420 to the sign-off at 1500 UTC in Dari. SIO rating was 353. Talk program and Indian song were aired. ID was given at 1459. Bangladesh Beta was heard on 4750 kHz on September 1st from 1912 with interval signal to 1935 UTC in Bengali. SIO rating was 453. ID was given at 1915. News started after a bridge music. TWR India via Davaya, UAE, was heard on 13740 kHz on August 30th from 1244 with interval signal to the sign off at 1305 UTC. SIO rating was 353. Words of Life in English started at 1245, then it was changed to Hindi program at 1300. Transmitter site was shifted from Guam to Davaya due to transmitter problem, but returned to Guam on September 4th. Diwa Radio via Kuwait was received on 13820 kHz on September 10th from 1415 to 1505 UTC in Persian. SIO rating was 453. Radio Saudi International was heard on 17660 kHz on August 28th from the sign-on at 1355 to 1415 UTC in French. SIO rating was 352. It signed on with a Quran recitation and the idea was given in French at 1358, then Arabic music was played. Talk program by a female announcer, which sounded like news, started at 1400. Radio Fada via Uferton, UK, was heard on 12005 kHz on August 24th from 1535 to 1600 UTC in Persian. SIO rating was 353, then down to 352. Talk program and music were broadcast. Radio Mazaris Samai via Tarata Boronondri, Madagascar, was heard on 11705 kHz on August 31st from the sign on at 1700 with ID to the sign off at 1800 UTC in Tigrinya. SIO rating was 
After the opening music, a man announced Radio Mazari's Samai. Local music and talk program by a male announcer were aired. Radio Reverde from Bauta, Cuba was received on 5025 kHz on September 4th from 0858 to 1000 UTC in Spanish. SIO rating was 342. Cuban pop music and the talk program by a female announcer were on the air. ID was given at 0957. Radio Nacional da Amazonia from Brasilia, Brazil was heard on 6180 kHz on September 3rd from 0900 to 0920 UTC in Portuguese. SIO rating was 332. Brazilian music was played. ID was given at 0914. Radio Voz Missionaria from Camboriú, Brazil was heard on 9665 kHz on August 28th from 0845 to 0900 UTC in Portuguese. SIO rating was 453. Jingle and ID were aired at 0858. Then Brazilian music medley started. Finally, Japan Shortwave Club will issue the QSL cards for the correct report on a segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSL card by email to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsl at live.jp. I repeat, jswcqsl at live.jp. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to JSWC PO Box 44 Kamakura, which is K A M A K U R A, postal code 248 Japan. One ILC or two US dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of DX Report, we'd like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi. Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Chiaki Shimada, Mr. Kodo Sujaku, and Mr. Kazuaki Oikawa for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo. Thank you, Yukiko. And wave scan today with Robin Adair, sung by soprano Geraldine Farrar. This was the music that Toots Mitchell's girlfriend sang over their experimental radio station in Dunedin, New Zealand, back in the year 1919. Thanks for listening to Wave Scan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indiana by Dr. Adrian Peterson. Next week, we'll have a radio report on airplane debris falling from the sky. Also, our Philippine DX report from Henry Umatai, among other radio news. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, KVOH in Los Angeles, Voice of Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. 
Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to qsl at awr.org. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. <laughs>